This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. I hate I missed yesterday's podcast. I was prepared to do that, but I got a call at 6 in the morning. A good friend of mine, actually, um, my best friend for years and years, wife, uh, lost her son yesterday morning, and they were in Lillington, North Carolina, so I got that horrible call. You don't want to get at 6 o'clock in the morning that her son had died, and so Tammy and I drove to Lillington yesterday, and that has a lot to do with what we're going to teach about today. <laughs> I guess God had that for me in understanding this verse even more than I uh, had when I was thinking about it. So today's verse is the Gimel verse of the seventh chapter. If you're doing it uh, in the translation of the King James Bible, it's the third verse of the seventh chapter. And there's so much here, it's just spectacular that as we've been talking about, the belly, the, the place of birth, of new birth, right? And then you've got this uh, whole belly full of wheat, all this fruit that has happened. And so now that you've made all these uh, new births, you now got to feed them. And so that's how we get to where we're at today. So we went from the idea of evangelism now to discipleship. And my two breasts are like two young rows that are twins is the verse that we're going to talk about. And, you know, you can't help but note that word two is in there so many different ways. Thy two breasts are two young rows that are twins. So there's three ideas of the number two there. And when you think about the number two biblically, there's all sorts of uh, references to the idea of other. And when you even think about the number two, it has to do with other. And, 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 so many ways that the idea of twins has everything to do with other and you may know that the jews teach that cain and abel were twins and certainly jacob and esau were twins and even uh you know when the scarlet cord happened that that had to do with twins and that idea of scarlet and the idea of red has to do with the sacrifice of birth and so birth leads to this fruit that we're talking about and now these Twins need food, so to speak. Well, interestingly, the twins, and you, and you just think about how much otherness is in the Bible, and the idea that, that, that hopefully, you know, Abel was thinking about Cain more than Cain was thinking about Abel. In other words, that you consider the other more than you consider yourself, which was the exact opposite of what happened with Cain. But if, as far as the church concerned, the, being more concerned with others than concerned with ourselves is this unbelievable idea. And so when you think about the different twos that there possibly are, right, there's hunger and thirst, right? They're sort of twins. And this idea of twins, and since the letter starts with a, since the word twins in Hebrew starts with the letter tav, which is like God's stamp on something, which interestingly usually has two sides to it. <laughs> because you think about it, you got grace and truth. And so you have these two breasts and think about the church having both grace and truth but there's all sorts of hunger and thirst and then there's the bread and the cup and, and there's right brain and left brain but we also think about couples you know it's fascinating to me that i don't know if you're like me but my wife is one of those people that goes to bed late in fact it's not terribly unusual that she would come to bed at two or three and i'll get up at four and so there's just like a short period of time that the dog doesn't have any company. <laughs> it 
you know, in fact, as a matter of fact, this morning, she had just finished the bread she was making. When she came to bed, I got up to put it in the oven. I mean, it's kind of how that works, that, that you know, it, thanks to Tammy, we're never too early to anything. And thanks to me, we're never too late to something, you know. <laughs> I don't know how that works in your life, but it takes two to, to do this. And so I think there's an unbelievable uh, imagery here in the idea of right and left. And I don't know if you ever rode a boat, but in order for that boat to go straight, if you're rowing it and you're the person at the oars, right, there has to be an equal amount of pressure and at the exact, you know, depth with the oar on the right and the left for the boat to go straight. <laughs> and it's, it's quite a study in balance, right? And, and, and there's no doubt that there is a balance there to so many things in the Christian walk. And in order to stay straight down the middle, right, it requires balance. And so God put others in our life because he knew, right, that we were not equipped to get us going straight. We needed some other pressure on us. And so that's the beauty of so many of us in our marriages, that, that God has provided this unbelievable dualism in order to make it happen. The interesting thing, again, when you think about the idea of these breasts is they are going to provide the milk and the milk is going to be what is going to grow all those heaps of wheat, right? That we talked about in the previous verse. And and so, you know, I don't know if the opportunity uh, uh, presents itself to you to get that call at six in the morning sometimes that somebody that is a dear to you and close to you lost that loved one. But at that point in time, right, you, you, you are at a point where literally heaven is touching earth. And you, you know that proverb that it says it's better to be in a house of mourning than a house of feasting. And, and there's no doubt, as I was there yesterday uh, with my friend's wife and her other son, who was missing his brother, who certainly had all sorts of concerns that he hadn't been the brother that maybe he could have been. Uh, there was a son there that was thinking he should have been closer to his father. In other words, there was this point where everybody really reflects on life and they count their days in a different way and and they see the value of family and how invaluable money is at this point. And I was going to be sitting there yesterday in the hospital as, as, as they were mourning of the loss of this life and thinking about, you know, gee, I wish, you know, that Greg had made more money. I mean, that wasn't anything that anybody thought. I mean, what, you know, what they all thought was, you know, we just didn't get enough of Greg. We didn't get to experience him enough. And, and, and there's this sense of heaven touching earth and the, and the absolute honor that God gives you sometimes to be salt and light in a situation, right? That I had, um, the, the, the man that had passed away's girlfriend was there and I'd only actually met him, met her at, Greg's father's um, funeral, which I actually preached about eight years ago. And so Tammy and I and and um, Greg's uncle were there praying actually in the waiting room while the others were there in there with the body. And and unbeknownst to us, Mary had come out, Mary being the, the girlfriend of the man that had passed away. And I'd only ever seen her eight years ago. And so you know, interestingly, as we were praying, I prayed for Mary. And so we, we brought our heads up, you know, she said, thank you for praying for me. And my wife actually was a little offended. Like, why is this person we don't know from Adam saying that we prayed for? And I was like, Tammy, that's Mary. That's, that's, you know, that's, she actually drove him to the hospital trying to get his his life saved. And 
She was, you know, had been through quite a trauma. And so I went over there and prayed with her, which was just a huge honor. And I could see that, that, that God was, you know, healing, uh, not healing. He was, he was comforting her in, in, in what probably was the lowest moment of her life. I don't know, but it had to be rank amongst them. And she said, you know, I'll never forget your message at Vic's funeral, meaning my friend that, that um, it was his widow that had called me. Um, she said, you know, what you, what you spoke really touched my heart. In other words, God had touched her heart. And then interestingly, God had provided me there in Lillington, and despite the fact that's quite a ways from where I live, um, that day to help, you know, comfort her. You know, hopefully he touched her heart and comforted her. And I got to be there from my standpoint, like, wow, you know, how, how cool that I got to be there to help nourish, you know, one of God's children. However that worked, you know, God gave me that honor. But I also have to tell you that Sunday, you know, as we were listening to um, um, testimony after testimony of another lady who went to be the Lord on Sunday by the name of Doris, who is at the church there, and person after person talked about what she had done to nourish their lives, right? And this idea of the beauty of these breasts is unbelievable, right? Because the idea that these two are two— is pretty much what it says, but they're twins, meaning that they have all sorts of otherness about them, but by the same token, they're doing the same thing, but then they are young rows, okay? And that idea of rows are these are unbelievably beautiful, light-bringing um, breasts, for lack of a better word. You know, that's exactly what they are because they're absolutely stunningly beautiful. And so when the world looks across and what they see from the church is people that love well. They see hospitals. They see colleges. They see, you know, when there's some kind of disaster, who shows up again? It is the church. And as we are being the hands and feet, like like I sat in that service on Sunday, and for an hour people testified about how this woman had been there with a chocolate pie or whatever it was, again, from them, that, that, was a, that was an absolutely beautiful moment in their life where they touched heaven and earth. And most of the time, when you heard them talking about it, they had lost a family member or something had happened, where they were at that juncture where heaven touches earth. And it's a holy place. It, it really, really is where God touches people, you know, to get our attention that, man, you know, there's a connection between heaven and earth. It's not just meaningless days. And so what a cool, beautiful thing that we get to be uh, in the church to provide nourishment, especially in those moments. So I hope um, God provides some moments um, for you. You know, I, that sounds kind of weird, but I guess, you know, that, that however it works, you know, God knows it and he knows perfectly how to use the gifts that you have to be these unbelievable light-giving breasts. Thank you for listening.